Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is your Cup of Joe podcast, and I'm your host, uh, Joe. Um, you know, we we chill in the coffee shop, you know, grab your latte, uh, your cup of coffee. Uh, if you like me, I do herbal tea. I don't know why I say Cup of Joe. I guess because my name is Joe, <laughs> but I don't like coffee at all. <laughs> but I do like Frappuccinos, though. I do like Frappuccinos. But, you know, cappuccino, whatever you have, and sit down. Let's have some great conversation. Uh, with some more heavy hitters in their field. Uh, we have some vets and vets and more vets that <laughs> that have that are that are some awesome uh thinkers in the field because we're talking about media responsibility and uh who controls the media. And I have some people on here that I know I know can help uh answer your questions i'm just a host i'm just a guide i know nothing about media of what i see and maybe what i study and you know you can't believe well you can't believe everything on the internet right and no no you can't you can't <laughs> so, <laughs> so i brought i i uh brought in some professionals you know, sidebar a little joke so we had a guy to come uh work on uh the organ long time ago long time ago like 20 some years ago and uh the name of an organ is called a Hammond C3 or a Hammond B3. And the C, he said, the C stands for church organ. And we said, well, what does the B stand for? I'm sure you heard this before, Jay. He said, what well, a B stand for? Professional. It's for professional. So I got professionals in the room tonight. Let's go. Uh, tell y'all know how to throw my jokes in there. I ain't got to let my dad jokes. But uh, that, that's going to talk about the media. Uh, and specifically on the control and responsibility and everything. But before uh, before they talk about that, we, I just want to talk tell tell a little bit about themselves. I'm gonna go uh, with ladies first, and we have Miss Jade. Miss Jade, we're gonna give a hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Jade, tell. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, okay, so I attended Stillman College where I studied mass communications in English. Um, and I'm still going back now, getting a little brushed up with journalism. Um, I spent 18 years <laughs> on a 100,000 watt radio station here in Tuscaloosa. I climbed the ranks from an intern to the uh, news and public affairs director to midday personality and then became the brand manager of uh, WTUG as well as our sister station, which was a gospel station, 790 WTSK Praise 93.3. And uh, yeah, I did uh, newspapers, <laughs> all wow. kinds of stuff. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about the newspaper. I know about the radio. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was actually before radio. I did newspaper. Um, I was actually the editor of Stillman's newspaper. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah. Look, <laughs> see, y'all heard all of that. Jade, Nicole, everyone. And see, heavy hitters, <laughs> y'all. These people that have the answers. And um, <laughs> the next we have Mr. Donovan Dude. We're going to give him a hand. Give him a hand. Donovan Dude. <laughs> Tell the people about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, man. Donovan Dooley. Um, it's kind of weird now being able to say I've been doing this for nearly a decade now, kind of in the media space. It's really kind of crazy to say that. Um, but yeah, that's really what I've been doing. Um, I've done a lot of work with a lot of different entities, ESPN, CBS News, Geo Media. Um, I was the HBCU editor for Urban One, the Iowa Digital, the largest black owned media company in the nation. 
Um, and now I'm the CEO and founder of the Dooley Foundation, my own nonprofit organization whose main mission is to create opportunities for unserved communities. So we do a lot of media work and making sure that we're communicating and highlighting messages that are impactful and that can help our community grow and thrive. So yeah, it's great to be here, Joe. It's great to be here, JM. I'm looking forward to it. Man, I am looking forward to it as well. So as you see, I don't know if you see the gray in my beard, but I remember with Donovan when he was like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, three, well, you three, mine is like 10, 11, 12, and now I'm saying, right. you know, and his voice is deeper than mine. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, and all of this, this experience uh, at a young age, now he, you know, he ain't old, old, you know, but at a young age, all this experience and uh, he doesn't just have the experience you all, he, he knows uh, uh, what he is doing. Uh, some great articles he's put out and, and his uh, foundation is awesome. Mr. Donovan Dooley, everybody, yes. um, you know, I, I, I want, I don't want to hold y'all along because I, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm from the country. They say, I don't know why they say I want to belong the time. I guess they say, I don't want to <laughs> myself, but I don't want to belong the time. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we going to get to it. So, uh, well, let me start with uh, Donovan on this question. So, when you talk, when we talk media, just, uh, you know, what for the people, for the people at home and for me, what is media? What is that? Yeah, man, that's a loaded question now, Joe. What is media is is very, very loaded because you kind of got to break it down in a lot of different facets, and a lot of different avenues. You have your traditional media that's more so. Your CNNs, NBCs, ABC, CBSs, you have that traditional media form still that's still, you know, trying to work and trying to produce different things as well. You can also add um, broadcast on your local television stations and also maybe your local newspapers. You can add that to that list as well. And then you got kind of this new media where this is it's the podcast generation and social media. There's a lot of people that are out here you know, producing content is a content driven type of environment now, rather than that more of that traditional media sense. So that's a loaded question to kind of answer, like, what is media? I think media is, is all of it. Um, but I think you do have to distinguish between what media that you feel like is beneficial for you and which media you feel like is not. So I feel like that's kind of the answer to the question here. It's a wide variety, but you know, we ne we never know who, we never know who's gonna say what nowadays. So we got we need to make right. sure that we're like, and who we're listening to. Yeah. So Jay, can you jump in there with a little more insight as well? Yes, I totally agree. Um, so you know, there was a, a day where um, media was considered television and radio, but most of us now, I mean, when's the last time you actually sat down and watched TV? I mean, you know, we do have our TVs, but most of us have our phones in our hands all the time. You know, if you want to know something, we're going straight on the phone, going to look things up and things like that. And so social media and non-traditional media have really taken over as far as how people get their information now. So, you know, you still do have your traditional uh, media, forms of media, but uh, definitely social media, podcasting, um, you know, avenues like that are uh, very, very active in, in society today. Okay. And you know, that was what that's on my list of questions, this new media, because I'm be honest, my first time hearing this is new media was, uh, I guess I'm considered new media, <laughs> was uh, 
here in Draymond, uh, and he was uh, kind of uh, uh, arguing, if not arguing, but, you know, uh, kind of talking with someone and say, hey, I'm a part of the new media. You're not, uh, this is new media. But I'm going to get to that, put a pin in that new media. Um, let's go back. So, so Jade, uh, because you you worked uh, radio and all, and you kind of worked some of the uh, traditional forms of media, uh, do you see, I mean, do you kind of see uh, it staying uh, as a mainstay or are things changing so that maybe radio, TV, all, you know, <laughs> newspaper may die out? I know newspaper, it's not a lot of those, you know, they close a little bit, but, you know, talk, talk right. about it a little bit. So the last company um, that I worked for was Town Square Media. And one of their uh, big things was that they pushed digital. So what they did was they found a way to marry radio to social media and websites. So um, one of our responsibilities, in addition to being on the air and talking about things that were relevant to the community, as well as, you know, just entertainment period, was that we had to blog. And what we did was we took those blogs, put them on social media, which drove people to the websites. And on the websites, of course, you have your ads and all kinds of other um, methods of advertising. So um, the, the industry is definitely shifting. Um, I can't say that um, that traditional media will ever just completely go away because you have your people that still go and watch the news in the evening every day. You have those that uh, listen to the radio every day, you know, because sometimes they don't want to pay for other avenues, which of course there are a number of different free uh, media out there, but they're just not really willing to change. I do think that that's going to change in time though. I think that, you know, as, you know, as the, the different generations progress, um, because, you know, my daughter now, she doesn't really watch TV. You know, she'll go to a streaming service and pull up what she wants to see. So um, I do think that as as the generations progress, you'll, you'll definitely see the shifting from traditional media more to the social media, new media, uh, things that are right in your hand, you know, at the time you want it. So let me let me say let me throw another question at you, Jay, before I get to uh, Donovan. Hmm. What are what are some people's unwillingness to shift? Is it monetary or is it just they, you know, tradition? Because ah. <laughs> I saw it, the the place you used to work, you said they shifted to, but there are a lot of just just went out of business. So that's right. not just tradition. Just I don't want to change. <laughs> Tradition, definitely. Um, you know, you still have some people that get newspapers. Very few, but you know, so a lot of uh, companies, the newspaper companies, are going out of business. That's one of the ways that uh, the Tuscaloosa Thread here in, in town. Most people uh, follow the Tuscaloosa Thread. That was developed um, because our market was identified as one of those where our newspaper wasn't really reaching the masses the way it did before. So you'll see a lot more of that. So, so Donovan, how, how did that affect, um, I mean, I know you've been in the media for a while, but, but as it was kind of changing, you were in college, if I'm not correct, like studying this. So how did it affect 
studying it coming into like a, a different world because you still grew up uh, you know pretty much it towards the tail end of 90s and stuff like that so you you know some of these things how yeah. did that affect you got learning and kind of going into uh, your thing yeah i would say it changed everything completely because well we one thing that we had to do especially during my studies in north carolina a&t um the best hbcu in the world i should say but <laughs> in my studies there at North Carolina A&T, one of the things that we really had to learn was to adjust on the fly and adjust rapidly. One of the things that they were really teaching us when we were studying was you basically had to be a jack of all trades in a lot of senses. Like you had to be able to know how to write um, publication. You had to be able to know how to write articles. You had to be able to know how to do social media. You had to be able to know how to stand up um, in front of the camera and potentially do different things of that nature as well. And also be really, really adept in content strategy as well, too, because that's one of the things that we're seeing actually prevail in the myriad of different forms, where if you know how to appeal to an audience, wherever that may be, that could be on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, even, um, or even in, in your more traditional forms, you're going to be able to um, make yourself valuable and be able to bring um, be able to bring yourself more value, be able to make yourself more competitive in the job force. So that's one of the things that they really were kind of instilling in us because the landscape of media had been changing rapidly, like probably year over year since like, what, 15 years ago, Jade, or something like that? Like it's been Absolutely. rapid and rapid movement. So you needed to be able to think on your feet and be on your toes and be able to make something, you know, out of yourself in this field that is going to allow you to have some sense of sustainability. So that's kind of what what we were taught growing up. And, and that's kind of where we are now, trying to make, trying to make the most of it in that way. So Donovan, Can I jump in on that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So actually, I was in radio for about 15 years, and then I went back to school. And I, I went back because, of course, like I said before, I had done journalism some, and I had done some radio, but I wanted to know more about just the full um, scope of media. So just like Donovan said, um, you did get to see, you know, how you have to adjust to so many different things like being in radio. We had an incident once where <laughs> we took part in this big community thing and our Christmas tree was stolen. So we had to, um, we, the news asked us for an interview. I had to know how to stand in front of the television camera, you know, and to do an interview, um, even though I was a radio person, you know, generally, Nobody sees us, you know, unless we go out to do something in the public, you know, you're in this little room by yourself at, for the whole day. Well, I had to quickly adjust. But then also, again, I had to take my content that I would be talking about on the air, write a blog about it, find a picture to go to it um, so that it goes on the website and then find a, um, a headline that that was um, SEO, you know, search engine uh, optimized um, so that we can capture the attention of our listeners for, for the different um, forms of social media that, that we use. Like, you know, with uh, Facebook, it has a totally different audience from Twitter. Twitter has a totally different audience to Instagram. So you have to find that headline that you can adjust that will fit to, you know, the different audience. And that's the one big thing about the different forms of media is knowing who your audience is and knowing what they like so that you can give them what they like that will uh, keep them coming to you. That's that's some, that's some good stuff because that led to the question I was going to ask 
uh, Donovan is. So how, what were some of the things that you did to adjust to say, hey, uh, this is how I'm going to be successful in this and stay in this uh, uh, this form of media that I'm in or this, you know, in this line? Yeah, actually, I think that a lot of that had to do with me just being able to kind of look at, like Jay was mentioning before, look at the target audience I'm trying to reach and really try to see, like, what's going to be the most effective way to actually reach that audience? Like, I'll give you an example. One of the um, companies I started when I was actually at North Carolina A&T, um, we actually were able to serve basically that whole Greensboro area, more specifically the campus, and providing news to a lot of different students while I was there. So one of the ways and one of the things that we that we learned early on was, uh, for whatever reason, our age group or my age group was not trying to go to a website and look at all of that different information um, on the website. So one of the things that we did to adjust was we ended up doing a whole lot of organic video of being able to produce that um, on social media, whether that be Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. And we saw a whole lot of our engagement really just kind of blow up in a lot of ways because now we were bringing that organic style content to um, our different consumer and to our different viewer as well. So that's just one of the ways that we've been really been taught to adjust. And even nowadays too, like we're seeing Joe, like with you with the podcast and a whole lot of the podcast generation, now we're going back in to radio, you know, radio style and also being diverse in those different forms as well too, of having, you're going to have this on Spotify, have this on Apple Music. You're going to have the mm -hmm. video clip on YouTube. So you're still adjusting and still learning and still growing. That's one of the things that kind of makes it interesting as a field is that you never really stop growing in it because as technology evolves, you're going to have to evolve too or else you're going to be out of luck. So that's just kind of what it is. And I, that's why I would say it really helped me. Yeah, it's, man, it's interesting you say that because uh, going back to something that Jay said, you said uh, your daughter doesn't want, my daughter doesn't either. And she gets like news, <laughs> TV show, uh, inspiration from Instagram reviews. That's Because, but really, that's our fault too, because that's all she's allowed to have right now. <laughs> like, you guys won't let me have TikTok. Yeah, I said no. But anyway, <laughs> everything comes from that. Whereas, I'm a I, well, I do it all: Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, spill. I haven't done three yet, but you know, all, all of it I've done, but it's interesting because I, I'll get my news from Twitter more so because it seems like they 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 break stuff first. <laughs> I don't know how, but the new media stuff. <laughs> and then Facebook is just to say hello to people that you know I haven't seen for a long time. But there's still things on there, but it's a little bit later than uh <laughs> than Twitter. Uh so <laughs> Man, I could listen. I got, but I'm on time. I'm on a time crunch, so I'm gonna move ahead with this. So we're going. Uh, we've already uh, kind of discussed this new media, uh, an extension of traditional media, if you will. Um, what, 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 what? Uh, what intrigued me about this subject of media is the responsibility piece and the control. The control piece. So let's just start right there first with who controls media. Like, you know, let's go. Let's go to Jay. <laughs> who? Where, where does the control come from? Is it us as the people? Do we control what we see, or is there? Uh, is there some ominous being 
<laughs> that controls what's being seen? Or is it, you know, is it capitalism or what? Just talk to us a little bit. I would say it's a nice blend. Um, because, man, I hate to say it like this, but the media is controlled by money. So, well, when it comes to traditional media, traditional media is controlled by money. Um, and some social media is too, believe it or not. You know, you have your TikTokers and people that make reels and stuff, and people are willing to embarrass themselves to the highest degree if they feel like it's going to get them viewers and they'll be paid from it, you know? And so uh, when it comes down to traditional media, your advertising dollars, um, the companies are really trying to go after the advertising dollars. So whomever um, is their target audience, then that's who they're going to reach out to. You know, that's that's uh, who is really controlling, you know, <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but it's I, the I, truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. So you know, when you have okay, hypothetically, well, no, this is not hypothetical at all. When you have your um, your mainstream urban uh, radio, a lot of times the the music they play is not isn't. It, it's not positive. <laughs> it's not positive. Um, a lot of it isn't. Some of it is, you know, um, some of it, it it's uh, it glorifies more of the derogatory aspects of life. Um, but when you see the younger generation bop into it and they're buying concert tickets, then it's like, oh, this is what they like. Whereas, you know, my generation and older, we're into the more soul music. You know, um, you don't find many crooners anymore this day. So we kind of lean more towards the older music that they're not making anymore. And that's how you have your urban adult contemporary. Um, because we're not into the whole running the streets and, you know, going where everybody else is going. We want to feel good. We want to have music that uplifts us, that makes us fall in love, that tells us we can make it. Everybody goes through a struggle, but you're going to come out, that kind of stuff. So um, it it really depends on the advertisers, to be completely honest. So let me go to Donovan. So, uh, so does that mean that maybe uh, there are there are some there are some people that may pay a little more to shift a message or, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know. It kind of depends. It kind of depends. So it's like going back and piggybacking off some things that, that Jay was saying. Money, like everything in America, is definitely the central force here. Um, you know, we live in a capitalistic society. You're not going to be able to escape that. Money is going to be the root of what everything is staring around. With saying that, though, I do believe that especially when it comes to um, the average viewer, the average consumer of media, they don't really understand how much power they actually have when it comes to actually creating and dictating the type of content that they're going to listen to. And so I'll give you an example, right? You can look at this through new media, you can look at this through traditional media, whatever it may be. Whatever that individual person is logging into, is looking at, is viewing, is consuming the most, 
the only thing that that media entity is going to do is show you some of that same content. So basically, the way, the way media works, and you can look at this through traditional forms, look at this through new media, it basically serves as a mirror. And so when you view content or you're engaged in a certain level of content, the algorithm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or the decision makers at Fox, NBC, CBS, they're looking at all that data and they're like, okay, this got viewed X amount of times. Let's say this got viewed by 2 million viewers when we produce this type of content. We're going to do more of this because like Jay mentioned mm -hmm. before, they got to appeal to the advertiser. Same thing with new media. You know what I mean? So they got to bring that money in. They got to bring their revenue in. And a lot of that is through advertising. And so they want to get as many eyeballs on the specific content as they can. And so a lot of people don't necessarily realize that you have a lot of control on what you think the traditional media is producing and what you think new media is producing. So when you have that kind of dynamic there, it, it creates a mirror, like I said before, because if you want to say, hey, we want positive content now from our media sources, well, the consumer has to now reflect that, you know, and they have to reflect that not only in how they view and how they engage, but also in some ways through their dollars as well, too, because you have a lot of people that are now going to this subscription-based type of media as well, too, where you can actually kind of pay for the content that you want to see. So that's one of the things that I will say about it, too, because a lot of people don't necessarily understand that. They think that there's this, there's this henchman that's really controlling media in a lot of ways. And, and we know that in these companies, you know, especially a lot of them are ran by majority white individuals as well, there can be a disconnect in the way that media is covered, and especially when it comes to underserved communities. But at the end of the day, if the numbers are reflecting what stories that people want to see or what content that people want to engage with. And so if the numbers reflect positive, I best believe there's a whole lot of media entities out here that are going to produce positive, they're going to produce more positive content. But however, what we're seeing, especially looking on the backside of things, a whole lot of people out there love negative content. They, they, they do not like, um, they, they love that negative content, like I said before. And that's one of the reasons why you see a whole lot of media entities, whether that be new or traditional, still continuing to produce that, you know? So that's why, that's why I'll say, I think that people do not necessarily understand how much power they have in controlling um, the media that they actually consume and what's actually being shown to them. Yeah, because I, I look at, uh, so I look at like, uh, they had Essence Festival and there was a controversy with India Ari and, and uh, some of the artists there and how it has changed, but they're, is only reflecting <laughs> what people what people like because she said it was more uh more sexual type content. I mean, yeah, they had like twerking content, so something like that. <laughs> and you know, Essence Festival is not really <laughs> known right. uh for that, you know, because they're immediately like, hey babe, we, we need to go one one day, one year. And she's like, at the end of that, she's like, nah, if it's gonna be that, nah, we're not going. <laughs> and I was like, so you know. It, it, some some things uh, have changed, and uh, and I also thought about uh, what you said about uh, 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 some of the uh, the new media because not only you have Fox, but you have these uh, uh, these kind of off uh, the, well these kind of uh, kind of Fox created type. You got like Newsmax and and was it OAN and uh -huh. they 
what makes me nervous about that is there they have enough people out there that loves that type of content. Absolutely. I cannot watch a Newsmax. I can't watch an OAN. But, you know, uh, I've been on jobs where, you know, I'm a teacher and I walk by the room and that's what they're watching. <laughs> as, as they, you know, that's what some of the uh, kids are watching. So it, so I was going to ask, what is the responsibility of those in the media? But I want to go to the listener. Then how are we uh, to get better content? Because the negative content, it it is my my problem is 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 how it's reflected in society. Is is kind of like it's almost like a uh, a never ending cycle. So you have radio, you have especially in the urban uh, markets, you have murder, murder, kill, pimping, pimping, blah blah blah. You know, again, that murder, murder, kill, pimping, pimping happens, drugs, and then it's like never ending. Where as a listener, who, what, where, you know, how do we kind of come back? Let me let me start with Jaden. You can jump in. <laughs> well, like Donovan um, said earlier, talking about the algorithms, um, that's one of the first ways to combat uh, the things you don't want to see is to stop looking at it, you know, stop looking for it. Um, I will never forget. <laughs> I wrote an article before about, um, well, I, a lot of positive things and they never get hit, but there was, um, a lawmaker in Missouri, I think it was that proposed taking, um, steak and seafood off of food stamps. So I got that article, just wrote a quick you know, steak and food, uh, steak and seafood to be removed from food stamps with a question mark. That thing went viral. I mean, it was ridiculous because so many, I mean, and people went nuts over it. They can't do this and all this stuff. You know, if you write an article about somebody being murdered or there was a robbery, those things fly into it, you know? But you talk about how you can get an SBA loan to get your business started, nothing. Crickets, you know? <laughs> so it really amounts to um, not looking at the things that uh, don't appeal to you, you know? You know, you'll see on, on different articles where somebody might um, make a comment, a negative comment, and somebody else will, will respond to that person's comment. You could have kept scrolling. If you don't like it, why are you here? That is a very valid argument. If you don't like it, don't stop on it. Don't watch it. Don't share it. You know, just keep scrolling. Don't even comment. You know, don't, don't make a negative comment because in that, it's showing that you're reacting to this. So, of course, that goes into the algorithm or whatever. And so that's the content that you will continuously receive. So um, the responsibility for all of us that want to see something different is to do something different. I, that's a bar right there. <laughs> you got to let that one breathe. You got to let that yeah. one breathe. <laughs> yeah, you got to let that one for a minute. But Donovan, jump jump in there, man. What, yeah. what do you say? Yeah, that's actually funny, Jay. People want their surf and turf, man. They want their steak and shrimp, man. That's, right. that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> but I, I really think, though, um, in addition to that, everything Jay said so eloquently, I think um, also, too, it is incumbent upon people to actually not – 
be satisfied and be complacent with some of the news that they're already getting. Like, for example, Joe, you mentioned Newsmax, OAN, Fox. You know, there's a market there for that type of people, for those types of um, news media, because they're serving the type of people that it really just wants to get told what it is that they think is already going on in the world or they, they, that they think is happening. I think a lot of people nowadays really need to find ways to search out what's the actual truth. You know what I mean? Like, what are we actually what's actually going on for real and not not just what is already kind of gift wrapped to us or branded in a certain way that's going to be palatable to us because i think that's where you see a lot of people having a disconnect as well too is like you know we're straying so far away from what's the actual truth in the middle because we have people that are all on these different sides now because they're they're engaging in that type of content that just basically is like a it's a funnel for their own beliefs, you know what I mean? But we really got to get back to looking for the truth, finding the truth, and trying to diagnose for ourselves what we think is beneficial to us and it's going to allow us to survive and thrive in this new age. That That is, yes, sir. Yeah, that's that's good. So so I have a question uh, for for your age group, Donna, where you... you, you you get into the 30s, though. <laughs> <laughs> I got no, you're not, you're not even close enough. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't up there yet. I I, you know what? I, I put you, I, I'm sorry, I put you up there with the twins. My bad. You, you with the twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so how do we, how do we, as a responsible media, because you all are responsible media uh, uh, persons, and how do we, then connect, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was teaching and we were talking media and uh, this is a young white lady and you know, um, I don't do TikTok, I was like, well, you know, that TikTok, that's, that's where they, uh, that's, that's, that's where they uh, uh, trafficking ring, that's, that's how they do it. I was like, okay, really, how, you know, you know, I was like, oh, I do TikTok, what are you, and in my mind, I'm trying to, you know, break all the barriers of, of, of okay, you let me really listen and see if she's, until she said, no, because, you know, that's what Trump said. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, but where did you find that though? I said, can you send me that art? She could never send me that art and didn't want to. She said, well, that's that's just what I believe. And, and, and I know you all seen so many of the people that would go to some of these rallies or even go to different places, ask questions and then ask them, how do you know that? Let's just, I just know, you know, reminds me of my uncle, rest in peace. You had you try to <laughs> get on him. He said, because I know. And that's how a lot of people <laughs> are. But I'm seeing a lot of young people as well that are ignorant to the truth. And I'm like, that's that's not right. That ain't, you know, how do we connect it? Are we, is there a disconnect in how media is presented to them? Uh, is there a way that we can, you know, it will take some of the articles that Jay was talking that that wrote. How can that be more palatable to palatable to? Yeah, I probably messed it up. Y'all forgive me. I'm from the country. <laughs> to to young people, your twenties and the teens. Yeah, I think the way that it's packaged, number one, is probably going to be um, the way to be able to be able to reach that in a different way as well, because we know the misinformation crisis right now is crazy considering of how many just social media apps that there are and people not 
willing to do the fact checking, you know what I mean? For whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, I think going back to it, I think it's the way that it's packaged. It's going to have to be in a way where people can easily identify like, Hey, there may, there's maybe something fishy with this video that I just saw, you know what I mean? Or there may be something that's not all the way correct with this reel I just watched or this TikTok I just watched or something of that nature. I think there needs to be a pristine focus on fact checking, on um, discovering misinformation, of really delving deep into making sure that people have the options to be educated in the right way. Because right now what we're seeing especially on social media and especially under my age group and younger, especially when you start going into Gen Z, it is very easy for people to get in these echo chambers of they're only hearing what is basically boosting up their beliefs. You know what I mean? And those beliefs, they could be true or they could be right or they could be dead wrong. You know what I mean? But you're still getting that huge echo chamber that's going to make you feel like you're right, even though you may not be right. So I think we need to actually allocate a lot of resources to that. And I think it's also incumbent on us as a consumer as well, too, to once again, support those media entities that we feel like are doing a good job. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of the actionable item here is to make sure that, hey, if you know of a media site that's doing good work, you know, subscribe to them. You know what I mean? Donate to them or eat or at the very least just support their content. You know what I mean? You know, give them, give them a view, give them a listen, you know, give them a look on the article or whatever, and you're going to help put more of that positive content or at least that fair content into the world. That's, that's, that's good. So, um, so, so it's really incumbent, especially if you're, your your teens is incumbent, incumbent upon the uh, parents to kind of. I would, I would say as well too, because we know that, you know, when you're talking about adolescence, like there's been numerous studies on this where, you know, the brain just isn't fully developed. And so they're engaging and they're getting in all this content, you know, and it's formulating their thought processes on a daily basis, you know. So I do think it's incumbent upon adults to really teach their kids how to critically think. You know, what I mean, a lot of kids don't know how to critically think. Actually, a lot of adults don't know how to crit critically think. You know what I mean? So. You have to really understand like what you're watching and be able to question it. You know, what I mean, I think it, I think it all comes down to that. Like Jade knows, like the whole basis and really the core function of media itself and journalism itself is to question things. You know, and that's that's not just for journalism professionals. That's for people in the everyday world as well too. If you want to find out more information, you got to start questioning stuff because everything that's being served to you on the silver platter isn't always good, you know what I mean? So you need to be able to make sure that you can go ahead and, um, you know, advocate for yourself and be able to make sure that you're look, look, listening and looking into content that's good for you. See, now that 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 people was another bar too. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta start, you have to start questioning because that's with with this age of, uh, well, it's always been capital, age uh, capitalism has always been there. Uh, People look at that silver platter, I think, more than what's on it. Uh, be riding me, but man, I got this silver platter. I'm good, and I'll, you know, and I'll make up, I'll throw a false story out there. And that's the thing that frustrates me about TikTok or Twitter, especially those mediums. Uh, they'll put a fake story out there. You know, one guy said that I said the queen was dead and the queen was living like two or three months. You know, she died later. <laughs> I'm like, 
you know? <laughs> and I'm like, what possessed you uh, to to do that? Uh, so, so this just does that make does that make y'all's job harder? <laughs> yes, <laughs> to navigate. Uh, I guess this new uh, any any of y'all to to navigate this new media with a lot because there's a lot of uh, it's not just negative. It's it's just it's just not it's not truthful, and there's a lot of that out there, you know. So any 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 you know any one of y'all, how do you you know how do you navigate that uh, to you know is there a code where I'm correct, but I'm not going how to correct someone on that, or you just come out and say, hey. Bruh, sis, that was wrong. <laughs> how do you, how does that happen? <laughs> anyway, Donovan, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I think it's. I mean, it's definitely difficult. Lord knows, like, even some of my friends, you know, they'll send me certain stuff. They'll send it to me on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever, and I'm just like, if it seems too outrageous to be true. I would say 95% of the time it is, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And it's really, I think this is some of the action bio that people can do, like find like a trusted source that you actually, you know, trust that you know is not going to give you information that's going to have falsehoods in it, that's going to have lies in it, you know what I mean? And things of that nature, like AP News or something like that, where you, where you know there's a big story that's going down, then you can go and cross-check it there. You know what I mean? But another problem that we're having, too, is like a whole lot of people on social media, especially they actually created these fake accounts that look similar to um, trusted media accounts and things of that nature and spreading misinformation and whatnot just to get people. So I always tell people if it looks like it's too outrageous to be true, 95 percent of the time it is. So please go and do a cross check somewhere else. If you if you cross check it and it's not there on the other site. More than likely, that's a fake news account, you know what I mean? Or it hasn't been verified enough for you to be able to be confident in saying, like, hey, I, I can stand on this, you know what I mean? And so, like, there be some, there's some times where people are, like, talking about LeBron James threw soup on his whole team or something like that, and folks are sending that, and I'm just like, now, does that make sense? You know? <laughs> right. You know, so just being able to critically think, I think, goes back to that as well, too. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, Jay, do you have anything to add to that? Well, like Donovan said, it, it is um, very important to not only think critically, but to fact check. Um, I actually check the AP every morning. I get up in the morning. Uh, AP and, and Reuters, um, those uh, they seem to be less biased than a lot of other sources. So um, just knowing which news options you have available that... oh looking to for something that is not biased you know looking for just the facts you who what when where why how that's all you really need as far as you know um content or what happened or you know things like that so um other than that yeah i i totally agree with donovan yeah good, good deal good deal because we only do uh my wife loves to watch bbc to get the world view and most of the times they're not, it's not a bias there. You know, they're just reporting what they, they reported, they report better on the USA than sometimes <laughs> we report on ourselves. And uh, what is it? It's not, 
Well, it's not Al Al Jazeera is not there anymore. Is it all? Did they get bought out by somebody? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know if y'all know Al Jazeera <laughs> TV. Uh, but uh, uh, we used to that we don't we don't do the other network. No, we don't really do CNN, Fox, or anything like that because uh, there's a there's a little spin a lot of times, and you know you have you have way too much of that uh, to kind of uh, wade through. Uh, so with your, I'm I'm gonna go to Jaden with this question, and then I'm I'm gonna give it to y'all, and, and we gonna, uh, yeah, because uh, I my 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 mind is just like, bro, I'm looking at my phone like, ooh, here's another question, but no, I'm not gonna hold y'all for a long time. So how does like having, you know, is there some, is there some undoing that possibly needs to happen with? so much of the misinformation from your because you you've been in radio and all and you've seen trends come and go and you've seen how it affects people um i guess uh, let me let me backtrack one does is it really affecting people where they can't really distinguish uh a lot of truth from fiction and then two if that's the case uh, is there an undoing an undoing that needs to happen in would that set that process process take a while if you understand absolutely um i don't know if the undoing can happen though unfortunately um there are a lot of people that are not able to um to recognize the real from the fake you know i would get all kinds of calls did so and so die I I saw it online, <laughs> like because because social media has become so um, prevalent with you know sharing of information. You know we're in the information society, so because of that, I'm not sure that it can be undone. Right now, everybody has a platform, you know, and so um, I mean it, it it definitely you know there there is some undoing that needs to be done, but whether or not that can happen, I don't know. Mm. Uh, Donovan, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like like Jay was saying, not even just with social media. When you start talking about AI coming into the picture as well, too, yes. like really really impact a lot of people, and then what's real versus fake. You know, and the one one of the beautiful things about social media is everybody has a voice. One of the worst things about social media is everybody has a voice. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> it's a catch twenty two always. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I mean, people just need to be vigilant about the things that they're consuming, question things, and um, yeah, go with your gut on what you feel is correct, and make sure you're make sure you're cross referencing um, those different things. Make sure you're cross referencing those different things, and making sure that you can have something that you can stand on. Hmm. Well, you know, that's 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 a doors of the church is open moment. I mean <laughs> you you gotta you gotta close it out. Is there anything else you would love to add, uh, Miss J uh to this conversation? Kind of to close out uh, as as you know. No, Donovan said it. It's no sense of me coming behind him trying to say anything else. He 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 did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would I would hope that there are uh, you know uh one of the things that, that got me so you know a lot of people don't know this about me so before i was going into uh uh mass communication and all of that 
uh, in college before I got kicked out. <laughs> but, and they also changed the program <laughs> on me. <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was called RTF Radio Television Film because I, I am into uh, media. I, I you know I I watch TV shows and, and news and movies really just to not as a just a normal consumer. I just I look for a lot of uh, things that's going on you know. And what what really kind of got me back interested in into it is and you know I'm thinking I may I may just I may even go back to school. I don't know. We'll see. But my daughter is is wanting to, she said she wants to be behind the scenes person. And we had this talk about uh, media and, you know, some of the Instagram reels that she saw. And, uh, you know, and she's a critical thinker. She, she's like her, she's like a mom, you know, <laughs> she's very, very smart. <laughs> and uh, and uh, she, you know, just having a conversation with her, you know, I'm, my concern is where media and where television, where film is going. Uh, uh, but uh, like you all said, you brought up some great points. Uh, we control it. I, I don't, I think they give, they give to us what we consume. And mm -hmm. sometimes they create it <laughs> and see if we're going to bite and we bite. And they just give us more. And I, I believe it takes more people uh, like Jade, more people like Donovan, uh, soon to be my daughter because she she says she wants to make a difference in uh, media and wants to make a difference in film and things of that nature, getting into it. So whoever is listening out there, my parting shot is uh, we we need more we need more people making the decisions. We need more people uh, behind the scenes uh, that can say no, we're not going to put this out here. Because the people will bite. <laughs> Let's give them something uh, more nutritious uh, to bite. Now, you know, if you're like me, you love your cupcakes, but you can't do them because they really, really hurt you. I can't do right. like that. <laughs> so you want to, uh, you know, change up the diet. And I, I thank you all uh, for being in media to help hopefully change up the diet, uh, change up what people uh, can consume. Uh, Jay Donovan, it was a pleasure having you all in the coffee shop. And uh, I think my uh, coffee maker has gone off and is still going off. <laughs> and I have to, that means that the time has ended. Um, again, thank you all for coming into the coffee shop with Cup of Joe. And again, I am Joe, I've been your host, and I will see you all later. All right, thanks for having us.